Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to part two of the Mamba Moments interview with Cabby Richards. I'm your host, Skylar Treple, and thanks as always for tuning in. I, I think we've discovered something new here. I think Cabby put Kobe in a good mood before the iconic Dwayne Wade game winner. We never knew that Cabby might have played a role. Who knows? No, I can't take any credit for that. I would like to, but I can't take any credit for that. That's so cool that you were there for that era, though, man. That is amazing. So something really special about the cabbie interviews was obviously all of us as basketball fans, we have a little bit of a dream of hanging out with our favorite player or getting to meet them. So in all of Cabby's interviews uh, and in all of your interviews, Cabby, you would try to hang out with Kobe. What was the relationship like? off the court did you guys hang out much I've heard some stories I think you did off the court and and what was that like what was special about it anything that stuck out just uh just that you want to share from the because all the people who watch those interviews we want to know what happened off the court did Cabby get to hang out and be friends with Kobe (laughs) kind of know you did but I want to hear a bit about it thank you um well Skylar we were professional friends I would say that we weren't like friends, friends. And cause Kobe like had a very close circle. Like Karan Butler was one of his best friends. Lamar Odom was one of his closest friends. Um, who else? Uh, Derek Fisher was one of his closest friends. Um, so the only time we re- we hung out uh, outside of the game was this video. G- I-, I hosted this video game challenge with him and Carmelo Anthony, man, it was a decade ago. And that was the, t- so it was after the event. So Carmelo was playing Kobe in like NBA Live 09 or 2010 before 2K. And yeah. Or maybe before 2K made its return. And afterwards, we were just eating at this event. And that's when I pitched him the helicopter idea. And Allison Bogley was there and Kobe's manager, Jerry Sawyer, or maybe manager at the time, Jerry Sawyer was there. And I said, hey, Kobe, man, the next, I wanted to, I was thinking of doing like a hot air balloon uh, and then my my producer Dave was like, well, maybe maybe a helicopter. I was like, ooh, a helicopter is even better. So when I pitched, I was like, Cole, the, the next interview we do, we should we should do like we should do like a helicopter ride because the the previous interview that we we had done was in a limousine, and we were we were going to go to his house, but Cole was like, you guys can't come to my house, like for real. Like we're just gonna do a couple of laps around <laughs> the practice yeah. facility. We're driving around LA for like six minutes. And then my security guy's gonna pick us up and then, or you're gonna take me back to the facility. I'm gonna get in my car and then drive back to Orange County. So he's like, all right, I'll do a helicopter. And I didn't know. And I was like, Allison, you hear that? Kobe said to you, Jerry, you hear that? Kobe agreed to do a helicopter ride. You guys hear it? Boom, we're doing a helicopter ride. Call Dave, we're doing a helicopter ride. I didn't know that Kobe had his own helicopter. Yeah. So that that was the wrinkle that I was unaware of, which then blew my mind even further when Allison told me later, she's like, okay, we'll organize the helicopter thing because Kobe has a helicopter. Amazing. Anyway, so I didn't really get to the, the, another another um, story. When I pitched uh, this idea with Allison, I was like, hey, Allison, like when you guys go to Charlotte, 
do you think, do you think I could do like an interview with Michael and Kobe, like at that dinner, you know, when you guys land, I'm sure they'll talk. Michael might be there. Do you think, and Allison was like, absolutely not. Absolutely uh, no chance. I'm not a even- a good idea. Yeah. Well, for me as a dreamer, yeah, that'd be yeah. amazing. Just to sit there to listen to yeah. Michael and Kobe just speak candidly. Um, they would have played mental one-on-one -on -one against each other. What's that? They would have played mental one-on-one -on -one against each other maybe, in front of you. Maybe, or just shared like war, not war stories, but the equivalent of war stories yes, in for basketball them. in a basketball sense. There was a, there was actually, there was a time I asked Kobe if I could, uh, if I could bring a camera, if I could host Drake and Kobe at a dinner in Toronto. And then Kobe smiled, he goes, I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't want our conversation to be recorded. I wouldn't want that kind of, I would just want to be candid. And I was like, oh, I respect that. I was disappointed, Yeah. but like it would have been, that would have been incredible. Like, and yeah. maybe Drake would have never said the line um, you weren't with me, <laughs> you wasn't with me shooting jumpers in the gym or whatever that, that, that line was from the, the song Stay Scheming, which yes. I apologized many times for. Yes, yes, um, of course. And then uh, Drake apologized with that incredible uh, Mamba jacket he had at the All-Star game too. That was pretty awesome, but yes, but no, yeah, yeah. very cool. So thank you for sharing that. These are amazing stories. So we got a couple questions left here, Tabby. Obviously it's very clear how special your relationship with Kobe was and what you got out of him. I even think when you say that he wanted to be candid, that says a lot about you. That says that he just wanted to chop it up with you and have some fun, you know, and, and that's great. So what do you think is the most overlooked aspect of Kobe Bryant on the court and off the court as a person that you got to know? Ooh, wow. Um, that's a tough question because I believe, you know, since his passing, he's been properly appreciated in the sure. culture and sport and properly revered. And there have been so many players who Kobe was their inspiration. Yeah. Um, what has been overlooked? Wow, that's a great question. Encore, maybe his defense and his IQ. True. And those are, sometimes defense is harder to quantify because so many things happen off the box score. Um, I mean, you see it, you've seen moments with LeBron where LeBron is telling opponents, no, you're supposed to be here. You guys are running this set. Like that's how intelligent LeBron is on the yeah. court. And like basketball, LeBron, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, like it's hard to measure their IQ in a, something that would show up in a box score other than steals or other than their opponent's uh, field goal percentage or their plus minus when they're on the court when it, versus when they're off the court. So I think Kobe's defense is, is might be overlooked. Um, and off the court, um, I love telling <laughs> uh, this story. Um, Terrence Ross once told me in a podcast that when he works out in LA in the summertime, like two things happen. One, you would like, Kobe had a run for like five days or a week where it was invite only. So you had to be vetted by Kobe in order wow. to come to these runs with Kobe Bryant. And then two, so LeBron sort of duplicated that, uh, that's that sort of mini camp 
at UCLA. And then for a week in the summer, the UCLA gym was just closed to the public. And that's where LeBron would have his own version of that run. But Co the Kobe one had more stature, sorry, stature and status because of who he was in basketball. And to get like, and then like later we see photos after Kobe um, retired of like the Mamba Academy. So you see Kyrie Irving, you see Kawhi yeah. Leonard. I saw Tacupo. Like you see these guys, like, oh man, like these are the dudes that get that Kobe. She was like, yo, or, or call or whatever, invite out to LA. And then obviously you're taking the you're taking the invitation to go work out Kobe Bryant because he sees the game differently than you do. And then you are in his presence, you're just a student. You're just gonna watch, have ears completely wide open, eyes wide open, and just absorb everything because he's such a magnificent student of the game. So when Terrence is like, I was like, well, have, did you ever get invited? He's like, no, nah, man, not yet. And I, and like, I felt for the dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's still like, even though you made it to the NBA, there are still levels of achievement that you had to cross in order to get validated to go to, to work out with Kobe. And I haven't asked Terrence recently if he got to go um, or if he did attend like one of these Mamba Academy yeah. or, or whatever um, since that pod and our conversation was probably five years ago when he was still a Raptor. Uh, yes. I, I do uh, I do enjoy that, uh, that little nugget about Kobe like off the court and how he, uh, oh, and then that Gilbert Arena story, this is real quick. Gilbert Arena tells sure. a story that when you work out with Kobe in the summer, he will he will make you do certain drills to either to a test you, wow, maybe wear you down. So he's like, all right, let's do a thousand over the left shoulder, thousand turnaround turnaround jays over the left shoulder, thousand turnaround turnaround jays over the right shoulder. Let's have a three point contest. I think the Gilbert Arena says it was either a thousand makes from either one of the corners, and then. Arenas was shooting so much Kobe that he developed, I think, tendonitis in his shoulder. So it actually messed him up one season. But Gilbert was one of Kobe's adversaries. Like he was, he was just a bucket in the Washington Wizard days. And then, um, and also, what did he play before the Wizard? Was it Orlando? Before? Uh, the Warriors. The Warriors. Was there a stop in between? I think there might have been an Orlando, a little stop. May, or maybe it was after Washington. But either way, like Gilbert yeah. was an incredible scorer. And uh, so I, I love that gamesmanship. Kobe's out here playing 4D chess with people. And I love that about him too. That's amazing. No, for sure. And before we get to our last question, when you bring up Kobe and LeBron, um, you got to do an interview with Kobe and LeBron together. This is rare. Most people have not gotten to do this. I highly recommend everyone check it out on YouTube. And you got them to write some kind words about each other over some pictures. That is amazing. So Thanks, I feel you have a unique perspective. What was sort of the relationship and the respect like between Kobe and LeBron? We all know how much they were compared, especially during that 2000s period. LeBron on the Lakers winning a chip now. Is there anything that you find really interesting or that you learned about that relationship? They were, they had a lot of respect for each other, but they were like alpha male competitors. Nice. Like Kobe was more of like, uh, like an alpha predator on the court, just tenacious in every way, like wanted to figuratively like rip your heart out and like embarrass you on your home court, kind of a kind of a player. And Braun doesn't have that kind of demonstrative way of playing, but in his production, like the dude is a walking triple double. And yeah. 
every once in a while, would just take these effortless threes that'll just splash because he's so talented. So anecdotally, our, they weren't friends. They had a lot of respect for each other, but they were not friends. So there was always like a little bit of attention. And when uh, we had this opportunity through Coca-Cola at the 2013 All-Star Game in Houston, we had like 30 pitches. Like we pitched 30 wow. different ideas before they agreed to that one where we would we brought like these iconic moments and had each guy comment on the other person's iconic moment by writing a word or a sentence. I mean, it was tough. Like we had better ideas, but Coca-Cola was like, we don't want anything where it's Kobe versus LeBron. So we had this one concept about creating a custom like Sprite vending machine with like a game, like on a touch screen where they would play each other, like a version, like some kind of like soccer pong kind of a game. And then, you know, obviously the winner would get like a custom Sprite, you know, and they could drink it on like, cause they were both, um, uh, Kobe had a deal with, they both had a deal with, with Coca-Cola. And I think LeBron had a deal with, with Sprite under the Coke brand. Anyway, and then there were other players. There was, there was Serge Ibaka was in there. Um, um, uh, uh, Andrea Bargnani was in there mm -hmm. and there was one other player. Um, oh my gosh, this, this dude played for the Sacramento Kings. I can't remember his name now. He was another international player. Um, cause it, the, they they had done, they had taken 24 international or they invited 24 international basketball players around the world to, and, uh, to play 12 on Kobe's team, 12 on LeBron's team, and LeBron and Kobe were honorary coaches and called the, the international games or the global games or something. Anyway, I'm so sorry. No, um, no, no, this is great to hear. So, uh, you know, we had Kobe's moment where he's got one finger in the air after scoring 81 points as he's walking off the floor. Yes. We had LeBron in celebration after winning his first title yeah. against OKC Thunder with Miami. So Kobe commented on his pitcher, Ron commented on, on Kobe's pitcher. And they would kind of went back and forth like that. It was, I was so nervous, man. I was rehearsing in my hotel room till like one o'clock in the morning the night before. And then like moments before we actually had the time. Cause it's a hard five minutes when they're like, okay, you have five minutes. After five minutes, the guys are getting pulled and they're walking. So you, I have to get everything in. Wow. Because you get no retakes and you're, oh, sorry, wait, I, mean, I forgot one question. Can I? No, they're like, yo, you had your time. So you better be prepared. So I was so nervous and like, and you know, there's other people watching and you know, the guys, when they show up, they don't know what they're specifically doing. Then like at halftime, like, oh yeah, we have this, uh, you're doing this interview with Cabby for five minutes. And then boom, I just jump into it. Hey guys, zah, 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 zah. and I'm a spaz. Like I've just drank two uh, Red Bulls and I just put like in my eyes. And then I'm like, ah, here we go. Cause like the, I, the adrenaline just jacks you up 300% because you're, I'm always on the clock. Whenever I interview Cove or Braun or any athletes, Rogers, Michael, actually, no, I didn't have any specific time. Mike Tyson, I've interviewed Tony Hawk. Like, wow. uh, there's like, there's oh, David Beckham. There's always a time. There's always yeah. a hard clock coming. So uh, it's stressful, but it's the adrenaline. Like it's, it's a, it's a great rush. And then after all, you want to sleep for like a day. So um, makes sense. Those two were, were, were professional. They respected each other, but they weren't friends and they didn't ever hang out. So that wow. That's really interesting. And, you know, I feel in that interview, you really used your goofy nature 
to make them pretty at ease with each other. I mean, I personally love LeBron, don't get me wrong, but there will always be that little comparison between Kobe and LeBron. And I loved hearing LeBron say that he couldn't get 81 points in that particular interview. And I feel, you know, you brought out that friendliness in them and Kobe enjoying LeBron celebrating his first championship. It's one of the best hidden videos on the internet. I highly recommend everyone check it out for sure. And uh, back to what you were saying about the Portland game, I just wanted to comment, you know, Kobe's skill set, it is unquantifiable, the artistry, the footwork, this dude was so special. So in general, Cavi, to close this thing off here, what is the lasting memory and impact of Kobe Bryant that you take with you and that you carry with you uh, to sum up the whole experience, the man, and, you know, the fact that, uh, the Mamba might not be here physically anymore, but of course is still with us in spirit. And I think you have one of the most special relationships with him. Thank you. Uh, Kobe elevated my career more so than any athlete and in many ways defined what my career was. Um, people got to see another side of him, uh, which they hadn't experienced before. And uh it was very special and I'm forever great, forever grateful to Coben. I don't know if he was aware of what he was doing in the moment um, and how much bigger it raised my profile in Canada. And I guess a little bit in the United States, uh, you know, big, big thank you to Arash Markazi who wrote an article featuring me and Kobe in ESPN in like 2010. It's like, there's a strange relationship between Kobe and this Canadian reporter. And, uh, and we just don't really understand it, you know? Um, so, I mean, I, I'll remember that selfishly, but then on a greater level, sort of culturally, like the mob mentality is a, is a universal proverb. It's like, you can yeah. push yourself to be greater. Like anybody can understand, like it's a mindset and hold yourself accountable, but push yourself. Like, you know, hard work will pay off because it has to, because you're putting the work in. Um, and, um, and you know, he, Kobe was such a champion for, we didn't get to see this evolve to its, its highest form, but he was such a champion for women's basketball, women's soccer. Mm -hmm. And seeing Kobe the dad and like Kobe the mentor would have been his next chapter along with a lot of the business ventures, but Kobe, the author, we were just at the beginning of that where he was writing books, the Wizenard series. Oh, but what incredible he was, book. How he was shining, using the spotlight to direct attention to Gigi and women's basketball. Like the, one of the best things about the NBA that I respect so much was that the, the stars of the NBA really support the WNBA. They physically go to their games and yeah. It's not just wearing a hoodie. Like these guys are friends with the, with WNBA stars, but they attend their games and they try to lift their platform too. You don't see that in other sports. Obviously there isn't a women's NFL, but there's certainly women's hockey leagues and we don't see any hockey players attending any, like maybe during the Olympics, you know, Team Canada, Team Canada, you're, 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 you're celebrating or you're promoting the, the women's side because it's, it's a national tournament, it's international tournament, but like, Maybe you see a little bit of it in MLS because there are equivalent leagues, um, women's soccer leagues in, in America and certainly in Europe, but not like basketball. And Kobe was a huge fan of the, of the WNBA and 
Um, we got to miss how much he would have helped to boost that league and the visibility over the next however many years. Absolutely. No, thank you for, for sharing that. You know, I couldn't agree more. And I think that hopefully by uh, us keeping the legacy alive and what the WNBA is doing, Kobe will continue to elevate it. And what an incredible legacy. Cabby, I want to thank you so much for My being pleasure. on the Mamba, Mamba, pleasure, Mamba Moments podcast today. I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Cabby, we're two of the biggest Canadian basketball and Kobe Bryant fans. Thank you for the memories growing up, watching the Kobe interviews. You really brought out a different side. I recommend everyone check it out. Thank you for sharing today. And Cabby, where can we find you nowadays? I know you're with Bleacher and what are you up to? Uh, thank you, man. Um, on Twitter, I'm just at Cabby and on Instagram, I'm at the real Cabby. All my stuff is there and uh, we're doing a bunch of fun things in, in the betting space. So as that is surging in the US, hopefully you'll see a few more um, <laughs> fun clips with yours truly and, uh, and the knuckleheads that I call my coworkers over at Bleacher Report Betting. Absolutely. I saw you up on TNT doing some betting commentating with uh, <laughs> Charles and Shaq and Kenny on the same screen. So that was awesome. So thank you oh, everyone for, for tuning in you. and we are going to keep up the legacy of Kobe Bryant and sharing these incredible stories to keep alive all of these incredible Mamba moments. So tune in next week and thank you for being here. Mamba out, Mamba forever. Thanks for tuning in to the Mamba Moments Cabby Richards interview. Tune in next week for interview with USA Today reporter and former Lakers reporter Mark Medina, who did many interviews with Kobe, including Kobe's last sit-down interview ever. Remember to subscribe on your platform of choice and donate to the Mamba and Mamba Sita Foundation if you are able. Mamba out, Mamba forever. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.